Hey everybody, this is Rachel Bromberger, and you're listening to Unscripted for all things healing and well-being. I'm so glad that you're here for your weekly dose of real talk, deep love, and medicine. Wellness and healing are never a one-size-fits-all thing. What everybody needs is different. My guests and I are always preparing information for you based on our experiences, whether that's personal or clinical or teaching, whatever it is, whatever walk we come from, so that you can gain a gem every time you listen and apply it straight away to transform your life and your health. Hey everybody, welcome back to Unscripted. We're in the midst of our sleep series. First and foremost, I hope you're having a great holiday time. We just came off of the Christmas weekend. It was so cold here in the DMV. Really incredible opportunity to experience some intense weather. And I hope you're getting some downtime, that you were staying warm, that you spent some time with people you love and hopefully got some good alone time too. Let's get into the sleep stuff. We've been getting into this moderate level of sleep care. So as I discussed the past couple of episodes, there are different things we can do to set up ourselves for great sleep. And what is great sleep? Well, it generally means that we are falling asleep with relative ease, staying asleep with relative ease, and generally speaking, waking refreshed. Let's talk a little bit more about that refreshed part. There are naturally times of the day where you're going to feel your best and times of the day where you're going to feel kind of low. That is common. It is not my favorite word, but normal in terms of we're all built a little differently. So we're all going to experience our most productive times at different times. And, you know, some of us are morning people. Some of us are evening people. Some of us tend to drag in the second half of the day. Some of us need coffee to focus. What I'd say about refreshed is that most of the time when you wake up, once you've gotten over the hump of making the transition from sleep to being awake, and that may mean that you hear an alarm and you get right up. That may mean that as soon as you see the sun, you're kind of up and with it. That may mean you snooze a couple times like I do, but that once you get moving, you're more or less ready to do that. You have a decent amount of energy to get you through your day without requiring being stimulated all the time by, for example, caffeine or caffeinated products that are maybe um, extra caffeinated, like power drinks, energy drinks, things like that. So, you know, if you need a cup of coffee to kind of get yourself on track, cool. If you need 10, probably we should talk. (laughs) There's something else going on there. And there can be a lot of things going on there that aren't about sleep. But most of the time, we want our sleep to be something that is helping us have enough of ourselves and enough energy to do most of the tasks of our day with some rest in between. So that's something to think about. Last time we were starting to talk about this moderate level. So I talked about how important it is that the external environment is suitable for your sleep, right? We talked about that. And now we're talking about this moderate level of how do I set up my life to support good sleep? And then we're going to get into the internal stuff. We talked about lighting last time, but I also want to talk about routine. So as I mentioned last time, it's really important to set up your environment to support the potential of sleep which basically means letting your body come into a natural state of rest, letting your biochemistry set into 
resting, sleeping, restoration. And if you have on a bunch of overhead lights, for example, your body chemistry doesn't know it's time for sleeping. That's just not something we can override so easily. Same thing with things like caffeine too late in the day or sugar, things like this. Other aspects of this are kind of about the way we do our routines sort of teaching our bodies and minds that we're going to be winding down for the day. So here are some of the ways that could look for you. One thing I love is to, after dinner, sometimes even before dinner, is to move into my pajamas or my lounge clothes. So I'm not waiting until bedtime most of the time to get into comfy clothes and sort of take the day off, so to speak. I do that a couple hours at least before I'm going to be ready for sleeping. So for example, that may mean that you're eating dinner around six or seven and you then go and change and that's it for the night. So you don't have to do it when you're already super tired and ready to get your head on the pillow. Other things that go along with this, especially are things like washing your face Um, because once you splash that water on and you've got the lights on in the bathroom, it's like a whole thing and it can wake you up inadvertently. So for some of this, this is going to mean like taking out our contact lenses, doing our facial skincare routine, changing our clothes, sort of tidying up our space, and then moving into evening activities that are restful. That would not most of the time mean working. Now for some of us, It might. Um, You might have some things you need to do at night. So what I still recommend is getting cozy and doing that work not in your bed, doing it at a table or a desk, and then putting it away at least an hour before you want to put your head on the pillow. Because when you get to the stage of preparing for sleep, like getting actually into bed, we want our minds clear and our bodies ready. So the body part is thinking about what routine is going to support you with pajamas, with washing up, with finishing any chores or work that has to be done. And we want to finish all of that a good hour before bed and ideally not be on a screen an hour before bed. If you're a TV watcher, I am, uh, then that's it. Like we wouldn't want to be on our phone scrolling or maybe you need blue light glasses, but we don't want to be checking email checking social media, looking for recipes, reading articles, engaging with the news up until we get into bed. That does not make a happy body or a healthy, happy, easy mind for most people. So you've gotten cozy. Now let's talk a little bit more about the mind piece, even though we were just talking about work and house chores. Finish those up early so you have time for your brain to make a transition. If you get into bed right after doing a lot of activity, work, you're probably still going to be thinking about that when you get into bed. It is normal and common to get into bed and then have a brilliant idea or remember that thing you forgot. And for that, I recommend having a pad and paper next to the bed so you could just jot it down really quickly and shut your lights out. Even if you've already shut your lights off, Sometimes just the act of even writing it on paper in the dark helps you calm your mind down. And when you see it in the morning, even if it's scribble scrabble, you'll be like, oh yeah, I was supposed to call that person about this thing. So you want to give yourself the opportunity to kind of release what's on your mind. Another 
option for that is to do a brain dump on purpose. So let's say you get into bed about 30 to 40 minutes before you actually want to be asleep. You take a piece of paper and you just dump out everything on your mind. It could be feelings, it could be to-do lists, it could be ideas, it could be grocery items. You just get it on paper, not because you're going to even use it, but just to get it out of your brain space. And it's important to do this with your hand on paper and not a screen. So you're not typing it. You just dump it on the piece of paper. You have it if you need to reference it. It's out of your mind. And then you can pick up a magazine or a book or listen to an audiobook or do a meditation or do some stretching, something gentle that signals to your body, we're done now with everything we needed to accomplish for the day. We're getting ready for sleep. It might even be a gratitude journal. It might be praying. You, you know, you're making a conscious effort to switch from the day. So these are routines and actions that help us bring our body to ease and then also bring our mind to ease. Another thing that helps with that is not eating beef like right before bed. So good two to three hours of digestion and if you can't get two to three at least one will really help your mind calm down and your body because if you get into bed having just consumed a big meal or a lot of snacks, it's your body has to work to digest that and it's going to be working when you're trying to start resting, which can be a little bit conflictive, if that makes sense. So you want to give your body time to do that digestive work early. And it, when the stomach is activated like that because you're working on food, it will also overwork on information. So let's say you have this like big meal or this huge snack and then you are reading some PDF to be ready for something that week later that you needed to like read a new handbook for your family because you joined a new school or you have something going on at work or volunteering and you're like oh I have to get this information your 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 body is going to start trying to digest everything so you're going to be busier when you try and go to sleep even though in your head you thought oh if I just like read this I'm going to be more peaceful you're actually better off getting up earlier the next morning to do that reading than you are reading it right before bed because you're activating all this mental digestion and physical digestion when we're eating or when we're consuming a lot of information. So as you start thinking about this middle level, this kind of routine stuff and setting up your physical and internal environment for good sleep, really want to think about like what are you taking in and what are you doing around getting ready for sleep that is overstimulating or overtaxing for that time of day. And then if you're concerned about getting it in, because most of the time we're doing stuff at night because we feel like we're out of time during the day or because we feel unaccomplished and we're looking for satiation, we really want to look for and honor that that's what's happening and look for a place in your calendar, actually write in, okay, I'm going to read that PDF or I'm going to make that call or I'm going to find that new recipe. I'm going to call the dentist, whatever. Write it down. Put it in your calendar so that you can rest about it and that you've made that commitment to yourself so you don't have to do it at night. These things are really important for setting ourselves up for better sleep. And next time we talk about sleep, we'll be talking about some of the internal things that 
happen in our own internal environment that are going to matter for even better rest. Remember, we're moving from external to internal, so we're still in that moderate level. I look forward to talking to you next time. Have an amazing new year. Enjoy it. And I look forward to talking to you in 2023. Speaking of the new year, one of my favorite things to do is a vision board. Now the tradition is that my daughter and I get all these supplies. We pull out our old magazines. We get stickers and sparkles and we make our vision board. It's a little bit visual. It's a little bit of a list. We each do it our own way. And that's something we do to kind of create the space for thinking about how we want to set up the new year. Even though it's just a date on the calendar, I do find it really refreshing while we're in winter to think about the potential of the year to come. One thing I was just talking about with my newsletter community for this holiday season is what makes sense for us to let go of so that we can bring in fresh creative perspective and energy to create something more of ourselves and our lives that we want in the coming new year. This is maybe for some people easier than resolutions, maybe not to each their own. It's all good. But one thing I find really helpful is just doing a little bit of letting go. Letting go gives us more space for what's possible in the future. I made a worksheet for the newsletter community. It's already in your inbox. If you're on my list, just see what I sent out. If you are not in that community and you want the worksheet so that you can look at what to let go of so that you can also set up and clarify what you want to bring in for 2023, just send us a quick email at hello at rachelbrumberger.com and we will send it to you. No problem. Or you can message us on Instagram at really Rachel B. So either email or message and I'm happy to send you that worksheet so that you can set up 2023 in a really freeing, really fun and easy way. Have a great, great new year. Do you love listening to Unscripted? If so, and you have a moment to spare and you can rate and review the podcast, that would be amazing. And you can follow along by pressing that little add button in your listening app. Subscribe to the show and it'll be available to you every time it's produced. Thanks for tuning in to Unscripted. This is your weekly dose of real talk, deep love, and medicine. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. You take care.